0: Okay, last year was an interesting year as uh, this is the great thing about this church. We rise to the occasion, we rise to the challenges. You know, I've still had conversations with different pastors saying they could not believe last year in the sense of us coming back as soon as we were allowed to. You remember we had to go online for a while and we coped with that very well. Uh, It it was like we're pulling our hair out, I remember the times being down here and trying to connect up cables to do the camera. We had no idea. We were running off my, my iPhone for a while. And uh, then we had sound issues. And, and uh, thanks to James and the team, uh, Carly, and uh, I was down here and, and filming for us. It was just great to see they overcame the issues. We said, we've got to get this out. Church doesn't stop because of some virus. Not, not, you can't stop the church. So we were all determined. And I love the determination of this church everybody got into that so we got to make this happen you know as you saw as she went a bit larger with kids online and it was all happening and uh, it was a crazy time because we had to learn very quickly didn't we Corey and Sharon you know and speaking and, and Sophie speaking in front of nobody standing here and so we brought in a big teddy bear called Jeremy and uh, <laughs> it just helped us to preach to Jeremy he's the most safe congreg- congregation member now that's and uh But it was kind of weird. But we we pushed through it and did that. And as soon as the government allowed us, a measly ten people to meet in this building, we were raced back and we were holding six services plus online at the time. People thought we were crazy. And I said, no, we're passionate about church. This we were called to do. This you know, this is what God said: do not forsake the gathering of the believers. You know, so I uh, said, so we're going to do this. You know, I don't care if it goes down to five or two. I'll meet with another person, other than Jeremy, it'd be better. But yeah, so. Uh, it was all good. So what I'm saying, well done, church, for, for this, because this is a solid foundation to build on. And we will certainly build on those things. And uh, looking over the last year, because like I said, as a celebration, some of the achievements, we forget what we've achieved. You know, as I look through the different ministries, um, you know, even though it was a, a different sort of year for the uh, women caught up in domestic violence, Gail coped very well with that and her team and, you know, wasn't always allowed to deliver food because all the handling issues and all that stuff we were still able to deliver some great gifts and bags, 30 bags of food. Plus, Christmas, I heard, was the biggest event yet. Like, you guys were so generously given to domestic violence, uh, women caught up in domestic violence. And it was our largest Christmas thing altogether. So, well done, guys. Awesome. Of course, what excites me is when I see what we are called here for. And uh, actually, we've got on a... Vision Day statement at the bottom here. Our mission is to help people follow Jesus, find life, fulfill their purpose. We—that's what we're all about. Jesus never said to make crowds; he told us to make disciples, and that is in the heart of all that we do. Our mission is to help people follow Jesus. As we read in, in the scriptures, uh, Jesus called the disciples, and they just followed. And in following them, they entered into the life. You know, and that's what we want you to do. It's not just a receiving of Jesus; it's following Him. It's entering into the life that he has before you. And as we build that life, we, we see the reflection of that in church life. So uh, I, I asked uh, Leanne to give me some stats here from salvations from last year. And uh, even though it was like a pretty crazy year, uh, with the church and youth combined, there was 22 salvations um, and rededications for the youth are off, off the dial, 87 rededications in youth uh, and there was 12 in the main service that's 99 we could have just made that 100 couldn't we that's so close <laughs> and baptisms we, we you know like some churches were even closed all year you know I've known churches that only just opened in the last month or something and uh, yet we continued on to see all this what God was doing uh, baptisms we had a total of seven last year uh, five from the youth two from the main congregation And we believe that's just gonna grow and grow. And that's all through the messy year we had. But that is all part of our vision is to help people find Jesus. That's what we're all about. We're not here as a social club. We're not here just happy clappers. Uh, We are here actually to help people to find Jesus and find that life that he calls us to and then find your purpose. Everybody here has a purpose. Being part of this church means you are part of the puzzle that God is has putting has put together. God's putting a picture together in this church, and you are an important part of that if you're part of this church. So part of where we're leading to this year, we're going to keep the same course. You know, you don't change. Jesus made it pretty clear in Matthew chapter 28. Go, therefore, make disciples. He didn't say, like, that was one year, the next year. All right, now I've got a different idea. Let's go do something else. No, he was on one mission, one mission only, and that's the mission that we are. And that's what we thought we put it together in the closest we can try capturing words. And I'm telling you, it's very hard trying to put things together to try to get the feel. And, you know, so who knows? We might, we've done it before. We tweaked a couple of little words to try bring bring that out because we are passionate about making disciples. So this year, we're, we're going to continue on that. We're really believing for the youth to really explode. Ashley's already given us big numbers uh, uh, of growth and uh, seeing what happened last year in the difficult moments. Because once again, we were one of the only youth groups that were actually meeting live last year. Most of them were online, and uh, it's very hard to keep youth's attention online, I can tell you, because there's too many other distractions of playing games and things. And So we wanted to get people back into meeting live, and uh, that was great. So we're looking forward to working with youth uh, as we've already started with the internships that you saw talked about this morning with Ashley. We're gonna be doing more, uh, more uh, group, work with those guys i've got some big plans for you guys (laughs) so watch out and um but it's about that you know sharon and i have spoken many time uh when we look back in our early christian walk and we had nobody nobody there really to help us to the degree that we we felt that should have happened sure we had people there you know they pat you on the back yeah just go for it but nobody was actually teaching us so much we just kind of picked it up off other people um and so we want to make sure that's not missed this time. We want to actually really help the youth grow and uh, empower them. You know, I want to see these guys up on the stage. I want to see them preaching the message. I want, you know, I do that. And I can sit down and watch. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm just really believing for that. And, uh, and, and you've seen the explosion with the, the music team. Look at, look at them all. They're just, they're like babies. <laughs> no, they're not that young now, but, they're, but they're, they're, that's what I mean. They're just passionate, great people that are infused. And we're going to see younger ones coming up. I, if you were here on Wednesday night, we had an awesome prayer meeting. It was just great to see Chantel up there. And, uh, you know, it was, I think it was someone else joined us. I can't remember. But it was just good to see uh, the young ones coming up. And, uh, but that doesn't mean that in any means at all that the elderly are retired. No, no, there's no retirement in the kingdom. You guys have been there. You set the groundwork for these young ones to follow. You're showing them the way. And they'll be looking to you, be asking questions. One of the big things that we're going to really focus on this year, too, is our Connect groups. Our Connect groups have really grown under Corey and Lisa, and they're doing an awesome job. And we're going to see that expand, I believe, because there's just such good life in the Connect group. People have so much fun. I I, I pop in every so often. I even did it when we had to go online. It was just great to just sort of hook in there on Zoom and see what they're up to. And uh, it's great to have fellowship to one, one another. We're living in days where the people are trying to part us all the time with social distance and stuff like that. That's just not biblical, you know. Like we we need to actually uh, come together. We need to, we need to do that, and um, and so connect groups do that, you know, over a meal, a few laughs, having fun, and so all that. So if you're not part of one of those, see Corey and Lisa. They'll soon soon put you into one for sure. Um, I'm excited about the music team. You know, talking to. Uh, Having uh, Mong P join as our music director with Millie. Millie's been doing the role for some, some time now, doing an awesome job. And uh, and I know this is just going to be an added thing, you know. The two together will be a powerhouse. I see songs coming out of you guys, and uh, I'm just so looking forward to that. And even new team members, you've been discussing. you got some newbies coming up, and, uh, <laughs> and that's good. And even uh, holding the fort, uh, we, we brought one back, didn't we? <laughs> Calling uh, Sonia... Uh, John Farman, how many times he comes back, but <laughs> and, and uh, Sonia, Sonia's great. Sonia Sonya's just a great person and I've known her for a long time. She just fills the gaps where there's this need because her heart is to serve the house and that's awesome. Uh, young Adults this year is going to be taken over by uh, Zach. Zach's doing a great job. I don't know where he is. He's probably doing, oh there he is, Zach. He's a board member and now he's we're taking on the role of young adults. So that's going to be very exciting because we're seeing that grow, that whole area as well. Uh, Other areas that are doing incredibly good are mainly music with Leanne and her team. On a Thursday, we have uh, all these kids and women come in and uh, there's all these connections going on, but we want that to be bigger. You know, it's great we can get people into the house, but we need people to connect with them. So if you're sort of free during the day uh, on a Thursday and you got a a couple hours, is that what you run it for? An hour and a half, an hour and a half, just to come and meet some of the ladies, you know. Uh, we've had uh, quite a few of our team just come along and sit on the tables talking and that, and making connections. And of course, through that, they were able to bring people to our, uh, carols by glow stick event. That's how people come into the church, you know, where they make friendships, relationships. And, uh, and it's always been that way how, with my own life and how it worked for me. I was sort of brought in just through relationships that were built And then I was invited to church. So that's a good way to do that. And of course, we were very excited that we were able to run the Carols by Glowstick this year. Um, And we were allowed a maximum of 150, but we had to turn some people down because we could only have 150, but it all happened. It was great. So thank you, team, for running that. Um, We will continue to run courses, college courses, because it's important to us to disciple you, to empower you, uh, God wants to use you, I'm telling you. We're not here just to be uh, uh, museum pieces. Uh, We're actually here to, uh, to run the things that God has called us to. Now, overseas has been a great thing over the years, and we don't know where it holds at the moment because currently there is a uh, flight ban to Myanmar for, I think, uh, four months. I think I read the other day something about Myanmar's banned flights in and out for four months because the military has taken over. Uh, power from the uh, government there. Um, we'll wait to see how all that plays out, and of course, we still have the issues of flights leaving Australia anyway. You know, uh, so we don't what will happen there. But meantime, we are still able to help them financially. They are in lockdown still, I believe, as they were a few weeks ago. Um, and um, we've been we sponsor them with money to the Yangon Church C3 Yangon. We've been sending money there monthly to them. So thank you guys for. Being part of that, and also we've actually, over the corona uh, time uh, last year, we actually boosted that. And also, at Christmas time, we were able to give them another thousand dollars to help them, which they're very appreciative of. Because you're not talking like here, where we had all these job keeper things and packages given out for people, they've got nothing you know, that's it, they're just locked up in their home. And uh, so, it was great. And I know they they really appreciate it. I got pictures, I wish I could have had some up here. um, of where they spend that money, again bags of rice to feed people in the streets and stuff and awesome stuff. So that mission is still ongoing. We don't know when we'll be able to actually physically go back there, but we are actually uh, still contacting them. And uh, they've also been linked to the, um, the Burmese community that meet in the back hall. They've been videoing that. I was invited the other week actually to speak to them. And uh, and I said, oh, you got a camera out, what's this? They said, oh, we're, everyone back home's watching it. And I said, oh, okay. And apparently had some like 600 viewers on it or something. And I go, oh, if I've done that. I've done my hair up. <laughs> and uh, but also our overseas influence is still continuing with our own sponsorship of Compassion as well. Compassion has been a great thing. You know, I've spoken to the Compassion leaders. They just said your church is amazing for the size that you are in comparison to some of the other bigger churches. You're actually uh, sponsoring more kids than some of the bigger churches, which is Incredible. I think, I can't remember the numbers I was trying to get a hold of, David. I I think the last count was 65, 70 kids or something like that that this church personally is sponsoring, which is kind of like unheard of for this size. You know, most of them may have 10, 20, but for us, I think we're up around 65 or so. And we're still looking in the future, hopefully, that we will be able to do a compassion trip, which will be open to the church uh i've been on two of them they're just incredible they'll change your life when you get to meet your little sponsor child and spend the day with them it's just awesome and they start writing your letters and uh, i've got mine wrote one the other day and he said oh, i learned today about the book of genesis i really want to learn the bible can you teach me <laughs> i said where do you want to start okay <laughs> boy can i teach you yeah <laughs> so we're very excited about that and uh but what we're all very excited about, too, is we've been speaking for some time now about the future of the church and expansion, uh, because we're, not, we we're never called just to be at one location. Pastor Phil came through a couple of years ago, and in one meeting, he prophesied that he saw three churches coming out of us. Then the next day, we went to a meeting with him, and he upgraded that <laughs> to five churches, and uh, i'm going oh my goodness <laughs> looking around okay who, who's putting their hand up for a, a church plant um, but then even going further back when we had richard green here he actually saw this church having an influence going up north and uh, so we've kind of been playing with that and just looking for the right opportunities and stuff like that and of course uh, sharon and i moved up to the brosser a, uh, a few years back and and we've always gone they need c3 up in this this area we just believe there's timing for that and uh Sharon just spoke that to me the other day and said look I'm really feeling the timing is now because we go oh when do we look at this when do we start so we're on a process right now of looking at how we can start some sort of connect group or, or start of something in the Barossa which will be great cause we've already made a lot of personal connections with people and uh we believe that that's going to open so we're going to ask you as a church to pray for that as we map that out and get a, a, strate- a strategic way of doing that uh Nothing set in concrete yet, but we just really want to push forward that and see how we can do that. I think, you know, um, people are more and more are being aware that there's weird things going on in the world and they're looking for answers. And uh, and I think churches need to really come alive right now and start planting because I think there's opportunities. Hearing from the results in America, they reckon there's revival going on in there in certain places. But people have seen what's going on. and they, they need some hope and they're looking to find God. So this year we're looking at, unveiling that we, we've only just spoken that to our leaders uh, the other day so we, we we are pushing forward with that whole uh, look of Bar- Barossa and and we believe there'll be further ones to come from there but we just ask as a church that you'd pray for us that we we'd have the right understand how what God wants us to do there because there's so many different models of starting off connect groups churches and all that we just want to make sure we do that right so that'd be good but meantime as people we can certainly uh work together on growing the church as a whole. Uh, Sharon just brought a strategy to our leaders the other day. She says, look, it's a simple thing. We can do this. We can pray for somebody. We can pray for one, befriend one, disciple one. That's the sort of pathway we should be uh, progressing on. Pray for somebody in your world. Right now, you may be working with somebody that God's brought into that workplace because He knows that you can be a witness to them. Start praying. If you get a a picture of somebody, start praying for them and then become a friend of them. You know, invite them out for a coffee, do that kind of thing. And then you'll disciple them. You know, that's, what, that's, that's the way Jesus did it. You know, like, and we, we need to actually step out and do that ourselves. So the word for this year, as I was sitting and praying about this, I kind of said, God, well, you know, there's so many things in, 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 the, in the, you know, of going forward and whatever. But what, what can I say? What, how can I capture it in just one word? And I just got this one word that came to me, advance. I said, advance. God says, I want you to advance in all that you do. Whatever we do in this church, it should always be a forward movement, not going back, not looking back, but going forward. God has called us to move, to grow. God has not stopped growing. He has not stopped building His churches, reaching His people. And so I want you to think of that word, advance, in your own life. How are you currently traveling, and how can you advance the call of god in your life now you may not you say well i'm not in a ministry well you actually are if you're a disciple of christ you're in a ministry whether you know it or not you're ministering to your next door neighbor you're ministering whatever and that may not be like you get out every morning look over the fence of your neighbor, say hey i've got a word for you you know and start bible bashing him what it means is you're showing some love care connection to them and i know some people here that do that really well you know uh, you know, Bobby, Bobby goes over his neighbors and does some gardening for him and things like that. You know, it's just awesome. Just start thinking outside the box how you can help to show others. So as I was thinking about that, I want to I want to take you this morning to uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through to 14. And just unpack that a little bit. And so uh, Philippians three twelve says, this is Paul speaking, not as though I have already attained either or already perfect, but I am pressing on. Pressing on, if I may lay hold of that which I also was taken hold of by Jesus Christ, my brothers, I do not count myself to have taken possession, but one thing I do: forgetting the things behind and reaching forward to the things before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let me just pray, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your Word. I pray this morning, God, that you will speak to me, speak, use me to speak out your words on this passage that god that we will accept them we will take them into our hearts god that we will be inspired by them god and moved by them because god you're a moving god and you've called us to move and father i pray this morning as we look at this verse that you'll speak to us out of it and let the glory be yours in jesus name amen as i look to this verse you know certain words jump out of you And when you read a passage there's certain things that god speaks to you and as i said the first one that came out was pressing on. God is telling us to press on. Advancing is pressing on. You know, it's like we're not going to quit. We haven't, we haven't arrived. You know, if you think you've arrived, you haven't. Just because you received Jesus, that doesn't mean that's the end of it. We are pressing on in the things that he's called us to. But one of the biggest hindrances, of course, is what Paul says here. Uh, he says that um, he mentions forgetting the things behind. How many times... Are people held back by their past? You know, we can be held back by our past so much because of the failures. Oh, I tried it once, it didn't work. And I'm not going to do it again. No, 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 you, you never give up. You, you get knocked down, you get up again, as the song goes. You get back up. I said, you are never a failure while you are moving. If you stay, you can become a failure. But I said, while you are active, you keep getting up, keep getting it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down, you keep getting up. Let's not just be knocked down and be uh, saying that's the end of it. Jesus was a great example of getting back up. So was Paul. All the disciples themselves. How many times they were uh, abused and whatever? They just kept getting up because it was not they were not behind, <coughs> sorry they're not being moved by what they saw, but what they believed. And that's what we need to be doing. We need to move by what we believe. So we we don't stop. We forget the things behind. I don't care what happened to you yesterday. God's got a future ahead of you. And this is the vision of this church. It's like God's got some great things ahead of us. If only you would stop looking back. You know, you keep looking back, you, 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 you're not going to get what God has in front of you. Isaiah 43 verse 18 says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. And if some of you, God is going to do a new thing if you're loping yourself to him. Stop looking at the failures of the past, the bad things that happened, or even the good things can be bad. Because if you look back and I've heard people say this, oh, I remember the good days of church when we used to do this. Oh, they were the good days and they live in the good days of the past. Well, what about bringing those good days forward into the future? They live in the past rather than the future. You know, if you keep looking in the rear vision mirror behind you, you're going to crash. (laughs) And some people, that's why they crash, because they're constantly looking at the back rather than looking forward. We are those and not shrink back. Hebrews... 38 says we, we put our hand on the plow and we're moving ahead doesn't matter about yesterday that we're going ahead we're moving ahead we've we've we, we got so much ahead of us and that's the thing the whole key with faith faith looks forward faith doesn't look back faith is always looking forward to believe in what could be and we got to be people that believe like that for it says we are reaching forward to the things before if you're if you're reaching uh like, forward, your attention is like that. Here's has, he has given an analogy of, like, a, an athlete, a runner, you know, uh, reaching forward. You ever see him in the race? Who who runs like this? Not they don't run backwards. No, I've seen some people run funny like that, but uh, they're, they're always leaning forward. They're on the blocks, ready to go, aren't they? Their, their whole attention's forward. And here is Paul saying, this is what we should be like. As we look into the future, we should be, like, raring to go. And... and there's some people, you know, when they're on the blocks, they're just waiting for that gunfire. And unfortunately, some people miss the gunfire. And they're still two, three, four years later just standing there on the blocks. And go, when are you going to go? The race, you know, God, they've all gone. <laughs> you know, it's like, where are you? And God has called you this morning to be like that. Like, bang, God has already given the call. That's, that's the gun. Now, where are we going? We need to be reaching forward in, all, in those lanes that he's put before us and running that race that he's called us to. And when you run the race, you can't be distracted. You're just like blinkers on. Have you ever seen, I've seen a couple of times in races where, you know, the big long races, they're running like this and they're wondering where everyone else is, you know, like this. And I remember one race, the guy was like, oh, yeah, I'm clear. And and he's he's pretty close to the line. And he thought he was going to win and he still looks back and suddenly the guy, oh, he's whizzed past him and he's lost. You see, this is what happens when we get distracted, when we take our eyes of what God has called us to. We, we're going to trip over, you know, and uh, we've got one shot at life. There are no reruns, okay? So this is it. God's given you this life. God's given you the purpose. God's given you the time as such as this. What are you going to do with it? There's no point in getting to uh, an age where you're no longer t- able to do so much and going, gee, when I was young, I wish I would have done that. You get one shot at it. You get one shot, one shot. And I know that one shot that I've got, I want to do the best I can. Because I want to hear those words like Paul said, well done, good and faithful servant. I want to hear those things. But that one shot of life requires effort, commitment, and passion. Right now, you may be or may not be doing something in this church. There's an opportunity for you all to be involved. Everybody, at all levels. If you say, hey, look, I really want to do something, I'm not sure where to start, come and speak to one of the leaders. We will get you going somewhere for sure, because it's teamwork. This is a team. This is not about one person. This is a team. And together we can achieve so much more. But we got to be running that race as such to win the prizes, Paul says. I want to, I want to uh, like, get your thoughts right with this because the time is short. Like if I could give you a guarantee, of course, I do not know. If I guaranteed you and said, look, I had a word from God. Jesus is returning tomorrow. What? You would say, what? I'm not ready. Well, you should be ready. I don't know when he's going to return, but I can see the signs that are happening that there's going to return. Jesus is coming for us soon. We're up there, man. Have you ever seen Superman launch? Rapture? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and that's the way we've got to think. Like, am I ready if Jesus returns tomorrow? Have I achieved what he's called me to do right now? Am I doing what he's called me to do? Start thinking in that sort of light, because that is where the operation happens in the things of God, is when we are willing and we're believing and trusting, And we're going, Jesus is coming back. I've got to get some stuff happening. I've got to get my family saved. I've got to get my friends saved. I've got to get out there. I've got to preach the word. I've got to do the work that God's called me to. See, if Jesus was returning tomorrow, and you know that 100%, I'm sure it would just change you right now. You'd be like probably leaving the service, running out. I've got to go get my family saved. See, I'm off. Um, But that's how we become more effective. When we think in reality, rather than going, oh, one day, they're always talking about Jesus returning. You know, I'm sure we we'll come back one day. Yeah, but not now. You start thinking like that, you kind of take your foot off the pedal. You start to relax too much and you can get so comfortable that you miss him when he does return. So uh, let's, let's be ready for that. So let's get engaged with the church, with all the programs that we're running, all the ministries that we're doing. You, there is a place for each one of you here. Because finally it says in Philippians 3.14, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press towards that mark. You know, pressing towards anything is, is going to be costly to you. It's going to be getting you out of your comfort zone. You know, we can find these comfort zones, and we don't realize we're in them sometimes because we've been in them so long, it just becomes normal. Out of your comfort zone is stepping into another zone of meeting somebody. We always say to our leaders in the cafe, hey, look, we have new people come along. We need to always be mindful and invite them to uh, sit with them and and chat with them. You know, that's that's what we should do as Christians. I had enough chats yesterday with uh, people I had no idea about or where they came from or whatever. We should always be like that to anybody. Let's not get into little uh, groups, but let's start thinking wider. How can we reach other people? How can we communicate to other people? Let's get out of our comfort zones. God doesn't like you getting too comfortable because you're not relying on Him either. When we get too comfortable, we, we forget the things of God. We think it's, oh, I'm okay. I've got everything in control. But I'm telling you, when God takes everything away, then you realize that you need God. You, you, there's no comfort zone when you lose everything. So finally, this morning, I just I want you to rise up in the understanding. That God has given you everything. 1 Thessalonians 1.5 says, For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance. The gospel, the good news, just didn't come to you in a word only. And You go, that was a good read. That That was good. But it came to you in power. God has given you power this morning to rise up, to reach out, to move out of your comfort zones, to step into a place you've never stepped before. That's called faith. I remember years ago, a pastor saying faith is spelled R-I-S-K. I thought, oh, I can't spell. And I, and then I realized, oh, he meant risk. Oh, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, faith risk. That's right, yeah. R-I-S-K, I'm with you. And um, But that's what it will take. You cannot sit in your seat you cannot be comfortable you're going to miss all that God is going to do and I'm telling you the most exciting place is is to be in the will of God walking by faith and not by sight you know when you start walking the unknown like I have no idea what's going to happen this is going to be awesome you know just throw yourself out there the guys have been to Myanmar know what it's like we just suddenly randomly pull up this church we don't know the people and we go they just say go say something to them. you know out of a crowd of 500 people oh hi hi guys yeah <laughs> no it's exciting though god i don't know even what i'm gonna say i'll just say something when i get there and uh you just get thrown down the deep end but that's that's the exciting life of, of the christian it's like wow what's god gonna do today you know you should get up in the morning and go god what are you gonna do today you know bring someone along my way that i can speak to share with yeah you know, it's, it's just such an exciting place to be and, and when you do you go oh, wow This is amazing. But that will never, ever happen unless you make a decision. You have to make a decision today that I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to do what God has called me to. He has given me all power and authority in Jesus' name. And understand that. Stop working from the knowledge of God to now the knowledge and the power of God. Too many people sit like, oh, I've read the Bible, you know, 10 hundred times. That's great. But you know that word is alive. And when it's in you, you can't sit still. If you're reading like a novel and uh, you're missing the best part because Jesus gave that to us as an instruction book. Go therefore into the world, make disciples. You go, wow, that's a great story. Any more like that, Jesus? No, it's like you go do, you go do. And when you start doing it, when you start reaching out in your workplace, with your neighbors, and you start hearing the response, go, oh, do you think you could pray for me? breakthrough you know i've had many of those moments over time it's it's just about your attitude your heart towards the things of god it's about making a decision you need to make a decision today as the bible says choose whom this day you serve choose whom this day you serve i just want you to close your eyes this morning as we come to a close most important decision to start you on this path, of course, is giving your life to Jesus Christ. You may think you're pretty talented and you can do a lot of things, but I'm telling you, you can't do everything. You can't save yourself. 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on the cross for you and I to pay the debt. For we all fall short of the glory of God we we're all sinners before God. And there was only one way. There was nothing we could do. There was only one way that could reconcile us to God. And that was through the blood, the shed in the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. God demonstrated His love towards us. Yet while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And this morning, I want to ask you this most important question. Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? That means if you asked Him in a prayer to invite Him into your life, ask Him to forgive you of your sins, of Him to live inside you. If you haven't done that, it's just one prayer away, and I'd love to pray that with you this morning. Or perhaps you once prayed it a long time ago, and you've sort of fallen out. It's okay, you can do it again. And uh, we're all going to do it, actually, because I like doing this every week to make sure everybody is right with God. Or perhaps you're not sure this morning, So if you're one of those categories that you want to receive Jesus, you want to uh, like recommit your life to Him, or you're not even sure about which one you fit into, which category, I want to give you that opportunity this morning. And I want to know who I'm praying for. So I'm just asking you just quickly while nobody's looking around, just lift your hand and and I'll see that and I'll pray with you. And uh, this is your, your opportunity to receive Christ. God is always there available for you, ready, waiting for you. So if you'd like to receive Jesus Christ your Lord as Lord and Savior this morning, uh, just raise your hand wherever you are, and I'll see that and I'll just pray for you. Pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. The second thing I want to pray for this morning is from our message we can have a great vision, but we need the workers. And perhaps this morning, God's spoken to you about how you could be involved with the work of God. In the house of God, outside the house, we've got many ministries going, different things happening. And if that's you this morning, if you're just feeling God saying, hey, it's your time, you know, I want you to be involved. I want to pray for you also in like, I just want to know that I'm praying for somebody. So if that's you, just put your hand up and put it back down again where nobody's looking around. Yep, see the hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Heavenly Father, I thank you today. As we look to this year, 2021, even though we may not know what it holds for us in certain ways, in certain situations, but God, we know and have confidence in you that does know everything. Father, you've not called us to understand everything, but you've called us to be obedient to you. So as we walk into this year, 2021, as we reach out to those that don't know you, Father, we pray you'll just empower us, that you'll give us wisdom, you give us knowledge, you give us favor in this house to see people to Christ. God, you give us a voice where we once felt we had no voice. But God, you've given us the power to speak out to this nation, to our neighbors, to our workplaces. Father, I pray this morning that you put in everyone here in their heart, the same heart that you have towards the lost and the unsaved. And I pray, oh God, as we build together, we'll see your hand at work. We will see signs and wonders and miracles take place in this house as we grow. Give you praise and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you Amen.